Borderline bad, okay. <laughs> oh, I got, Doctor. ooh, I got low and poor. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> that's what I got too. And I could feel it, man. Liquid IV first thing in the morning. Yeah, me up. I feel good. I feel good Shower. now. Yeah, I'm good too. That's what I'm saying. Shower, little lotion down. You want to talk about waking you up. Little lotion down there will bring you back to life. You know what I mean? Little lotion down there will actually put me to sleep sometimes too. Well, yeah, but I thought we discussed this. You don't, you're careful not to stray from the intended area. Correct. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the stochastic.com NBA strategy show. Friday morning, three game slate. Today's show presented by Prize Picks. We'll get to fantastic offer there in just a little bit, but more than anything, happy to have you guys with us. Three games to touch on today. Some interesting ones yesterday. Warriors get back on track, take that game by like 20 points at home or whatever it was. Phoenix gets the road W without Kawhi Leonard on the other side. And the Sixers not only managed to win, but actually cover on the road as well. Happy to have you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Take a single second. Atone for your sins. Bow down before the YouTube overlords. Make our lives a little easier and help us keep the lights on. You'll feel better about yourself too. Subscribe to the channel. If you're a podcast listener, we see you out there. Leave a rating, review, subscribe to the pod. Tell your friends all that good stuff. I'm Dave Locker and Lafayette underscore D on the Twitter. Joined by Joshua Ingleman at Josh Ingleman. What's going on, brother? How are we feeling today? You know, I feel fine. Had a good good night last night. Casual. Nice. Went to dinner. Had nice. some cocktails. So solid day. I didn't catch any basketball yesterday. Uh, just full on ignore mode. But I'll, I'll be watching again tonight. So I was away from everything last night. I Sometimes missed the you have to. Kawhi stuff. I had. I needed a day. Sometimes you need to disconnect when you're doing it seven days a week. You know what I mean? Like these aren't the finals. It's not the championships. It, it was a three game slate. There were some good yeah. games. The Sixers get the, the the Harden ejection was wild. Um, not sure if you saw why he got ejected. I just knew that he did. Yeah, that was that was a point of contention on Twitter for sure. But yeah, it's it, it's gonna happen. Sometimes you need to just disconnect a little bit. That's all. And uh Nick Nurse got fired too. You saw that a few minutes ago. I did. Very, very interesting to see. Not surprising. If I'm the Raptors and I saw that Ime Yudoka was a prime candidate. If I'm the Raptors, I'm bringing him in in a second. Okay. Because guess what? In the real world, if you make a move like that, people will talk about it, how you you know, you you lack morals and all that stuff in the Raptors fan base. Maybe some of them will be like, "Oh man, I can I can't be a Raptors fan anymore." Let's see what happens when he turns this team around and they make a deep run into the playoffs. I guarantee you a year from now or less, no one will have a word to say because that's just how the world works. So, I'll play by the rules of how things work. If I'm the Raptors, give me email Yudoka. Yeah, I have no issue with it. I mean, I think the Raptors side of this one is way less interesting than the Nick Nurse side because, to me, he's just going to lay in the cut for the next month, find out who gets the number one pick, and see if they need have a coaching vacancy because he's got, like, the fast track to Wimbayama if he wants it. Yeah. Oh, Blackmane. This is funny. Whoever is Tom JK321 with the stochastic avatar, they took down everything on FanDuel last night. Congrats. That is our CEO. Yeah. Tom, Tom, is Tom, Tom, Tom shipped hundred K last night on FanDuel. Oh God. On what? Uh, basketball. Yeah. 
the, the tools just I'm and and then some, but like he took down the hundred k at the top, but he he got a lot more than that too. I think he got third as well in that contest. He shipped another Jeep. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, that is our CEO. I mean, oh. the, the the whole C suite is just uh, given the given the given the entire industry of the business over the past week or two. Dude, yeah, it was from from Steve Buzzard, the CFO, to yeah. Eddie, the CTO. Yeah, Tom, the CEO, and they're using the same tools that are on the site. So it makes me happy to see that just absolutely crushing. I actually didn't know Tom won until Black yeah. Man just pointed it out. So that's good stuff. Ready to talk a little basketball today? I am, I guess. I don't have anything else. We don't have any, like, I don't think we have anything to run this one off the ground. Like, you know, we, we, we've had a couple topics lately that have been um, different. <laughs> but That's putting it lightly. I, I don't I don't come into any show, and I'm dead serious about this. I don't come into any show with anything in mind. It generally just derails organically. You know what I mean? It's true. We never we never come in and we go, we have to talk about this. Like we just know we got to talk about basketball. And then sometimes things go, you know, we leave the reservation, so to speak. We do. We do. from time to time we leave the reservation. That is a good way to put it. But we got three games today. I say we dive straight into them and uh, whatever happens throughout the morning, well, it'll happen. Right, right, exactly. How, you know, it's we know how this works. Glad you guys are joining us today, though. Uh, we've got Boston and Atlanta. Boston Celtics five-point favorites handled Atlanta in both home both games at, at TD Garden. So come back, five-point favorites, 228 total. It's actually the highest total on the slate. The uh, Cleveland Knicks is 211.5. Denver, Minnesota is 223. Kind of like the over in that game, but we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there in a little bit. Let's kick it off with the Boston side. You know, you look at this first or the, this last game they played. And I think you're just going to continue to see something like this. J Jason Tatum playing 40 minutes. Jalen Brown, a ton of minutes. Wait till we get into the foul trouble for this Dennis Denver, Minnesota game, too, from last time. It's an absolute mess. But yeah, I'm, I don't want to talk about this series anymore. Which one? Boston, Atlanta? or Yeah. yeah. Boston, Atlanta. It's just shit. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not a good series. Robert Williams only got 23 minutes in that game. So you just saw... A lot of what was kind of expected. I know both of us said that we could see Williams get more minutes, but it wasn't necessary. Um, but I mean, here we are with Boston on the road as five-point favorites. We know they're an excellent team. We know they have a ton of depth, and we know they they should sweep this Hawks squad. It should be pretty easy for them. Um, there's not like it's not all that crazy to think just that Boston runs through Atlanta here even on the road, five point favorites. Like we're just not talking about teams with comparable amounts of talent. And that kind of makes things interesting from a, a DFS perspective. We've got, you know, 30 ish percent ownership coming into Tatum and to Jalen Brown. I, I think both numbers look about right. It, it certainly, when you look at it, it feels easier to get to Jalen Brown, but Jason Tatum is also two tenths of a fantasy point per minute better than Brown. So I think both guys are properly owned. You're getting that 20% ownership coming into Derek White. Price start starting to climb a little bit. He's been phenomenal in the first two games of this series. No issue there. I just don't see anybody from Boston where you're like, that's a guy that I just need to unload on. Like if you want that to be Tatum, by all means, go for it. But they play such a core rotation and these guys prices are all sort of where they need to be. 
I don't see a lot of wiggle room for Boston. I think these guys are sort of properly owned across the board. If you want to get weird and go to like Al Horford at sub 10% ownership, maybe that's the spot to be a little bit different, but I don't see any like overwhelming leverage plays. I just see Boston as good. James Downing was listening to us uh, while landscaping yesterday and appears to have had a good time. Said, so thanks for making it a good show. Anytime, man. Thanks for watching or listening. I, I don't I don't even remember what we were talking about yesterday at this point. He was remember? landscaping or manscaping? Well, I guess they're interchangeable. They could be. Well, could uh, be. I don't know if he's out there trimming the azaleas or trimming the downstairs. You could manscape while you landscape. Scare the neighbors a bit, but it's hmm. effective. I guess. Would you try it? No, I don't landscape at all. No. No, not a single, I, not a single blade of grass at my house will ever be cut by me. I love this. Is going to sound insane. I I thoroughly enjoy mowing the lawn and doing that stuff. I love it. I love. I it. mean, I don't mind it. I just I it, I don't have enough time. I, yeah, hey, I don't have as big a yard as you though. But it would take I, me ten hours. Yeah, a week. I, not for me, but I like going out there. I like going out there. I throw the AirPods in. I maybe put a podcast or some music on, like mm -hmm. a nice summer day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I never hated it previously. Yeah. If but I had now, to do my I've, front I've lawn, it would be yard. fine. That there, would be simple. You're out there but, in North Carolina. You got that huge front yard. Yeah. So yeah, that would be a tall tat. You'd need a ride on mower for sure. Yeah. The the back's just as bad too. And that it's not as clean. Like there's it's, it's yeah. not just like the, the, the clean square that I have out front. I don't have those issues. I go out there, it's not really a burden to me. I I oddly enjoy it. Plus, you know, you do it on the weekend when the kids and, and everybody's inside and you're like, I got to mow the lawn today and it might take longer than usual. Let me know, David. Every Wife's a moron. What? Total moron. What happened? Just opens the door, starts talking to me like I'm not in the middle of a show. I thought something bad happened. I, there, there was something bad about to happen. Was it oh dear, careful? Was this uh was it was it a important thing that she needed to say? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I didn't stick around to find out either. I just like shoe woman. Jeez. A moron. <laughs> oh man. That's good. But the stuff. look on her face was just like, oh, you work. I forgot. <laughs> Wait a second. You're doing a show? At the same time, you've done a show every day for the past five years? Yeah, huh. exactly. Huh. Exactly. That's interesting. Well, I'll be. Oh. <laughs> insanity. Just truly insanity. What do you want to do with the Atlanta Hawks today? I mean, they are five-point dogs. Ben and I hit on this on the odd shop the other day. We took the go up 10 and win the bet immediately. And we took the Hawks at plus 410. They went up by 10 in the first quarter, ended up losing, which was great because once I won that bet on the Hawks money line, I wanted them to lose. I wanted to win my bet and it to mean something. You know what I mean? And it did. But now you've got them going up uh, at home, sure. But still just, a, I mean, it's still a brutal matchup. I, I know DeAndre Hunter in that last game, the first half, he was absolutely outrageous. Uh, clearly slowed down in the second half, but finished with 18. And I think he had like 12 and 10 in the first half. And then a Kongwu played solid minutes off the bench. He's 4,100. I mean, really, it's the value guys who are getting the ownership today for Atlanta and not the high-priced guys. 
Atlanta's a really weird one today. Like we saw DeJounte Murray smash in 40 minutes on Tuesday. He's 8,100 point guard, shooting guard eligibility, only 7% owned. So like nobody's buying into that one at all. Trey Young's 18%. He's 8,400 now. They're down two games. They're heading back to Atlanta. I've got 30% of Murray and 30% of Trey. If you're ever going to get to the Atlanta side, uh, at least in the larger field GPPs, to me, this is the spot to do it. I think both guys look really good relative to what's around them. And you're you're getting a more competitive game by heading back to Atlanta. So I think both of the lead guards are getting slept on. Um, Murray, in particular, at 8,100. Like, you just... You don't need all that much off of his baseline to feel really good about it. Now, I've been high on DeJounte Murray all year, but it just looks like the perfect opportunity given the current ownership, given the slate that we have. You're seeing DeAndre Hunter, who came off of 38 minutes on Tuesday's game, 30% owned. I get it. I don't think that he has to play those minutes again. I only gave him 31. I'm probably a little light there. I think that I could bump that up, but... There's nothing stopping them from it being a Sadiq Bay day or Collins gets more minutes or Bogdanovich gets more minutes. So I don't love the idea of just immediately jamming Hunter, but he does look a lot better. Bogdanovich got 33 minutes in Tuesday's game. Don't really see that coming the same way. He's at 5,100. Great eligibility. He's unowned. I'm about neutral there. The guy that I'm most interested in here for Atlanta is the guy that sort of played the least for them, ignoring Jalen Johnson. Sadiq Bay only got 15 minutes in Tuesday's game. He's 4K, small forward, power forward eligible, and he's 4% owned. I don't think it would be crazy to see Sadiq Bay play 24 minutes like he did in game one. And if he does that, that's a really interesting value option at an unowned spot. So like, I'm not advocating aggressively for Bay. Maybe they don't want to go to him and that 14, 15 minutes is the norm moving forward. But if he's only 4% today, I think he's the most, I think he's a very interesting way to be different in a lineup with very little real risk. Like we're seeing 31% ownership coming to Okongwu because he played 24 minutes in this most recent game. I do like the spot for him, but 31% ownership to for a backup center. Could the minutes be there? Yeah. Do I think that Okongwu fits this series a little bit better than Capella? Yeah, I do. But one, uh, one third of the lineups feels a little healthy to me. I'd rather just roll the dice on Bay. It is possible, like you said, though, that Atlanta, that Quinn Snyder just not throws caution to the wind, but is like, all right, if we go down, obviously they know they're not winning this series. <laughs> Excuse me. But at the same time, you could definitely see them if, if they get into a bad spot do some things that haven't been done in the first couple of games. I'm not saying you can project for that, but you're right. You might just see certain guys get more minutes while the rotations don't look anything similar outside of the top guys than they did in the first couple games. It's the trickiest spot here trying to figure out these rotations. Like I, it's the spot, spot I hate the most. I can't even talk right now. Like SMP made a good point. Colin shot two of 11 last game. Can't imagine Snyder wants to watch that happen if he starts slow. Yeah, like that's another spot where if it's not going well for somebody, they have a couple like type people that can just hot swap back in. So maybe John Collins is playing like shit. And instead of playing, you know, the 29 and a half minutes that we've seen over the first two games, he plays 22 and a half like he did during the first play in game. Somebody's got to soak that playing time up, whether that ends up being Jalen Johnson or Sadiq Bay. Like Jalen Johnson's getting no ownership. He essentially didn't play in Tuesday's game. 
could he get back into 14 minutes at 3,200? Certainly. Wouldn't be surprised to see it at all. So there, there's a lot of value on Atlanta that I think that's getting slept on. Quinn Snyder, I've always I've always marveled at the fact that this guy looks like something out of The Shining. I mean, he just looks like he's made out of Coke. He, But, you know, he's kind of a handsome fella, but then he has that vibe of, like, either 80s action movie bad guy, like the villain from an 80s, yeah. 90s action movie, or one of those guys like American Psycho, right? You're like, oh, look at this kind of suave looking guy and then he's just got 14 bodies in the backyard it's, uh, right? I, I love i love the comp that just showed up in my slack looking like ray liotta at the, in the last bit of uh goodfellas just driving around looking for planes and shit yeah <laughs> it does yeah yeah there's it's, something about Chris i like it every time but he does absolutely look like a movie like a villain from a movie from from these action movies like oh, you know yeah. what i mean yeah it, he he would be perfect for that. The scowl, the Quinn Snyder scowl is unmatched when he's pissed off. Even if he's happy sometimes, you can see the scowl come out on the on the sidelines. He does look like a Coke and cigarettes guy for sure. Oh yeah. I wonder what I wonder what the offseason looks like for him or if he's not coaching and he's just getting getting at it. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Getting after it, Quinn Snyder, probably fun to party with. But, yeah, he's got a look. Of, he has many different faces, I'll tell you that much. Let's he talk sure about Cle- Cleveland and the Knicks. Before we do, though, our sponsor prize picks. Man, you know, we just do a lot of good promos on the site. You know, we had Bet365. We've had a lot. Prize picks, if you're – a DFS player, and you're looking to take advantage of all of the best tools that we have out there. And there's just legitimately no reason not to look at prize picks if you're not there yet and go, oh, why have I not signed up yet? Not only when you use the link in the description and in chat, are you getting a hundred dollar first match deposit bonus when you sign up? Hundred percent up to a hundred bucks. You're also getting a free month of stochastic plus platinum. Yes. Everything that we have, you don't need to get into the Hall of Fame. You know, in the Hall of Fame, you're rocking the stochastic avatar, of course, stochastic avatar or stochastic.com slash avatar. If you're not using that on uh, all of your accounts, you're crazy because then you'll have people coming in, Josh, calling me a cheapskate because they asked if they could get the Hall of Fame and get the free month. And I'm like, I can't do it, dude. All you had to do is put the avatar in your username. That's all you had to do, you know? Follow the instructions right. at that's it. stochastic.com slash avatar, I believe. That's it. Yeah, you download it. You use it wherever you play. You finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more, and you tweet us at stochastichof. You're getting a free month, $120 value, and you're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's that easy. And I promise you, there's no shenanigans that happens behind the scenes if you follow those very simple steps that'll take you less than a minute. But I digress. You don't even have to win. You don't even have to finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more. If you're not on prize picks yet, you sign up there. We have the link. Otherwise, if you don't use the link, we can't track you. That is one thing I can tell you for sure. Use the link, sign up, get your deposit bonus, and then you're getting a free month of everything on the site, every single sport, $120 value. You and I have gone over it a thousand times now, but there's a million different sports happening right now. You're getting access to every tool for every single one of those sports. It's 
the it's a great time to do it. Like it's basically when it's not NFL season and then it's right now, you get everything. Like it, it's you're checking off every single box across the board. Play basketball, playoff contests, play baseball slates during the day, hit up MMA on the weekends, PGA from Thursday to Sunday. Like you can plan out a full week of stuff to do just based on our, our content. And you're gonna hit multiple, multiple sports. NASCAR on the weekends. NASCAR on the weekend, F1, whenever the hell that yeah. happens. Those NASCAR contests are massive, too. Like they're, oh, yeah. They're, they're significant. Yeah, everything. PGA, we got you covered across the board. If you're not on prize picks yet, which is blowing up, by the way. I like doing this, Reed, because it's easy to go, okay, sign up on prize picks where everyone's over there right now. Um, oh, oh, one more thing. One more thing on this. They're do did you say you know this because you're doing the prize picks videos? And if you're signing up there for the first time using the link, use Josh's videos over on the Odd Shopper channel to get some good plays. Yes, dude. Did you see the 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 milli the million dollar thing that they're doing the six pick the six pick flex to win a million? Yeah, yeah. You get a the, the randomly picking someone that put in a six Every pick day. card. Yeah, and that you know you can get like twenty k or something like that in the middle of it all. I, I forget what the the payouts are exactly. Here's what it is. It's you every got a day hell of an opportunity. Every day during the playoffs, I think you just have to do like a $5 lineup and or a tip, whatever the minimum is. Yeah. And it, if you do that, you're entered. Uh, and they're randomly picking someone every day to have a shot at a million bucks. So you do a six-pick flex to win a million. If you get the six right, you get a million. If you get five right, you get 80K. And if you get four right, you're still getting 16,000. So look, yeah. it's a long shot that you get selected. But throwing your hat in the ring anyway is a beautiful thing. You've got that, the $100 deposit bonus, and the free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum. What more needs to be said? Link in the description and in chat. You're just building lineups with props, essentially parlays. They don't call them that, though. And you're winning money. And on prize picks, if you hit four of five, you're still 2Xing. That's way different than other sites and, uh, and other books. So still a great way to build your bankroll and also hit some big winners as well. It's even better today. Six of six is 30X. As long as you put oh, these wow. plays in upward up till six o'clock, it's flex play Friday. So six of six is 30 X five of five is 13 and a half X. That's up from 10 X. Normally, if you wow. go four for four, it's eight X instead of five X. And if you go three for three, it's 2.75 X instead of the two and a quarter. Damn. So they bumped a few of these big. Yeah. If, if you have a card today and it goes perfect at whatever level, three, four, five, or six, and you're playing flex plays, they're boosted pretty dramatically. So what you would you recommend? What would you recommend? I know you're not gonna do the math in your head, but what would you recommend as far as because you're getting the you're getting the boost on on the on the five, you're getting a a, a boost on the on the the six as well. Yeah. That's usually 25 though, right? Yeah, 20 instead of 25, it's 30 today. And instead of 10, it's 13. Yeah, 13 and a half, but still. Well, we, uh, I mean, like five of five? five is in my, in, in everything that I've seen previously, the five flex play option is the best statistical option that you can get to, with six of six being just a little bit behind that. Four uh, is the so worst. one of those two. Yeah, one of those two is where you want to be. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was a better boost on one than the other, but gotcha. All right. Let's talk about Cleveland and the Knicks. Isaac sure. Okoro played like two minutes last game. By the way, Knicks, yeah. two-point dogs at home, 211 and a half. We'll start with Cleveland, though. Played, yeah, two, uh, two minutes last game. Karis LeVert off the bench played 40 minutes. Chetty Osman, too, played 23 minutes. He's questionable, so pay attention. That could be a spot that 
it changes things a little bit unless he's been ruled in already and he's good to go and I missed it. But earlier this morning when I looked, Chetty was questionable. He is a, questionable. Uh, what's that? He's questionable. Yeah, with a left ankle sprain. So that could change things up. But uh, yeah, Karis LeVert getting 40 minutes off the bench, dude. I did not see that one coming. Uh, nope. Did not have nearly as much Karis LeVert as I wish that I could have. But I assume he's going to move into the starting lineup now. Um, that was too aggressive of a performance. He played more minutes than anybody else for Cleveland. I don't know how you, you go a different direction than starting him. I mean, they iced Isaac Okoro in less than three minutes and basically played Levert for the rest of the game for all yep. intents and purposes. Um, I went had 30... two fouls. He had two fouls, yeah. but then never came back. I went 33 minutes to Levert. Um, I think that you can project upwards of 36 and be reasonable. Uh, he's 25% owned. That's exactly where I have him. So, like, I don't have much to add there for Levert. I don't have much to add for this entire Cleveland team. I like Garland a lot at 7,400. Price tag works. He absolutely smashed in game two. I had, like, 75% of him. I wish that I could have paid that off in a, in a better way. They were, like, leaving the starters out there for a while, except for Garland, which was incredibly frustrating. But he's 25% owned. Uh, to me, that's reasonable. I'm a little bit higher than that. I find Mitchell difficult to get to at 9,300, but it's Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs. Like, And now going to MSG after not going to the Knicks, like, there's a lot of storylines that if you want to play Donovan Mitchell, please, by all means, ceiling is certainly there. I like getting to Mobley at 15% ownership. I like getting to Allen at 17% ownership. I like these guys all other than Mitchell, and I would happily take him. I like being either at or slightly above the field on everybody that's starting for Cleveland, assuming Levert is the starter. I have no interest really in Chetty or Danny Green or Okoro or whoever they're trying to trot in off the bench because they're just playing these starters too many minutes. Yeah, and they lost minutes in a blowout. Like the Mitchell and, and Mobley were pacing 42 and like 42 plus minutes in that yeah. game. I mean, they played Mitchell and Garland both played 43 in game one. Jared Allen played 43 in game one. Like these guys are out there playing 40 plus minutes. Yep. Generally Absolutely. speaking. Absolutely. And you know, Garland's coming in to close that game. If it's close, he's getting 40 minutes there as well. Yep. So, Completely agree. Yeah. It's the starters there. Like you said, if it's Levert, what if, what if it is Okoro though? And Levert is coming off the bench. His ownership's clearly going to, you know, be affected. But here's the interesting thing about Levert though. I'd almost be more interested if he's coming off the bench, but the problem is if he's coming off the bench and playing 36 minutes, it doesn't make a difference because the starters are out there the entire game. It's the playoffs. He's not yeah. playing. He's not playing minutes that the starters aren't on there. Maybe a couple, but he's going to be out there with the starters. If they're playing essentially the whole game, it doesn't make a difference at this point. No, he's like a 0.75 guy in this lineup with everybody else out there. He is it. We, we can talk about how well Tuesday went, but he is an afterthought for this team when he's playing alongside Garland, Mitchell, Allen, and Mobley. Like, I got him in for 16% usage, 15% assist rate. For this game, reduced rates, obviously, but reduces even more because of defense and pace. I got him as a .72 fantasy point per minute guy, and he still should be in a quarter of the lineups or more if you think he's playing more than 33 minutes. Let's talk about the Knicks then. On the other side of this one, so you've got, I mean, close spread, two points. You know it's going to be a slow-paced game. Randall and Brunson, the price points seem to be at a spot where, like, Randall's price point has come down considerably. He was 9,700 in game one. 
on DraftKings, he's down to 8,200 now. Brunson's at that mid 7K price point. So it's not like you're going to be overpaying for these guys, but even so, Randall's still not very popular. Brunson's the highest owned at 22%. Once you get past those guys, it's like a little bit of ownership around 13% going to Hartenstein because he's super cheap. Mitchell Robinson getting a little bit. There's just nobody that's pulling a lot of ownership. Nobody with a really significant leverage score in this on this team today. And yeah. I don't think it's that surprising, particularly given the matchup against the slowest team and best defense in the league. No, so it's an interesting balance here because I love Brunson and I love Randall at their current ownership numbers. I, I think they're underrepresented for what we're getting here today. It's obviously the worst game that you can get to, but heading back to New York for game three, looking to establish the series, have the ability to play more minutes. You know, you're waiting. It's like Tibbs got to the playoffs and stopped playing the guys like a Tibbs team. It's it's so bizarre. So I think you're live to see 40 from Brunson and Randall in a competitive game at some point. Randall, 12% owned, power forward center, 8,200. I mean, he played 33 minutes. He could have played probably 35 in this most recent game. I'm 3Xing that number on Randall right now. I think he looks incredible. Similarly, I'm 2Xing Jalen Brunson. Both of these guys, I think, are too light, given what we're seeing from an ownership perspective across the rest of these games. Now, for the rest of the team, I don't really know how you get to Barrett, Hart, Quickly, Grimes. Mitchell Robinson for 5K seems like a tough sell. 13% ownership coming into Isaiah Hartenstein. Like, I'd rather just have... Like, I'd rather pivot from a Kongwu to Hartenstein, for sure, just given the ownership that we're seeing. I don't really want much of either guy. Hartenstein's just as likely to play, you know, 20 minutes, and we get 28 out of Mitch. So I am ultra, ultra focused on the two very clearly best options from New York, Brunson and Randall. After that, you can take it or leave it with the rest of these guys. It is funny that Tibbs has been, like, the most conservative with his players' minutes in the postseason. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I mean, I, I, there's, there's a thought that's like, is Randall just not fully a hundred percent and they don't want to play him 43 minutes. Maybe Brunson would have played 38, 39 minutes last game. Had he not come out in that yeah. blowout. So that's, you know, that's fine. But with Randall, maybe he plays a little bit more as that ankle starts feeling better. He was on pace to play around 35 in that game, but you remember coming into this series, he was questionable to even suit up for game one. So I don't know. Likewise, I don't know what I don't know what to make of it either. But I know this much: if I'm playing this slate and Julius Randle's twelve percent owned at yeah. six fifty nine, he's going to be in a third of my lineups at eighty two hundred too. Yep, he's not expensive. His price is down fifteen hundred dollars from game one, which I think was overpriced in game one. Don't get me wrong. But, Agreed. But eighty two hundred seems like a very palatable spot if you're trying to get to some Julius Randle at a very low ownership percentage. Any other thoughts on uh, the Knicks today? I don't. I just don't know how you look at that and think Barrett, Hart, quickly, Grimes, Toppin are guys that you can get to. It's it's just seems impossible. Yes, hit that thumbs up for us. Maybe take a single second. I mean, we, we're still twenty eight away from a hundred. Usually we're usually we're pacing a little better than that. It's all right. People forget. I don't blame you. I'm not going to hold it against you. But yeah, take a second. Hit that thumbs up. We'll get back to life after that. We just need 28 to get us where we need to go. All right. Denver and Minnesota. Let's dive into this one. Denver Nuggets, baby. Jamal Murray is such a stud. I just I just love Jamal Murray, man. When he's when he's playing well and when he's healthy, 
Yeah. What a difference he makes on this team. Like it's it, it's Bubble Murray is what they were calling him on the broadcast. He's the reason they got as far as they did that year, you know, in yeah. 2020. It's not to say that Jokic's impact isn't massive. It is. It's huge. He had a great game against Minnesota. But when you've got another guy like Murray that can rattle off 40 points if you need him to and drain seven threes, it's huge. Because Aaron Gordon relies on, you know, Jokic lobs, and he's just he's relying on players to make plays for him in order to get buckets. Great offensive rebounder, all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. Michael Porter Jr. is a nice player. Bruce Brown, whatever, you know, Bruce Brown, KCP, whatever. Like KCP, sure, defensively, you'll take that all day. But the difference that Jamal Murray makes when he is healthy, it's just so night and day. There's nobody that comes even remotely close to replacing him. You know, there's no there's no even 20% proxy on this team when Murray's out. No, it's it, it, Reddy Jackson's going to do a very shit job of it. <laughs> it had to be him, but it's not him, obviously. Yeah. I, look, Murray's great. Uh, I don't mind the 8K price tag. I am having a little bit of trouble getting to him in this spot, which is bumming me out because I like getting all things Jamal Murray in these scenarios. And watching the two-man game between him and Jokic is so fun. It's so unguardable. You're doing these dribble handoffs. You're putting people through a screen. And if you don't have it immediately, you're just reversing track, going the opposite direction and running into another Jokic screen. These two play off of each other better than arguably anybody, any single two-man combo that exists in the league. When it's right, it is fully unguardable. And it's fun to see. Um, That said, there are pieces of Denver that I like more than Murray. I don't really, like, I have a lot of trouble getting to 10-7 Jokic. Uh, he looks great. We just don't have that value at the bottom. Can he go out there and drop 65 fantasy points? Sure can. And uh, you're just going to need it at that point. I really like KCP. 4,200. He played 39 minutes on Wednesday. Hits a shooting guard position that's tough to fill. He's 27% owned. I think that's fully warranted. Uh, this is a play. Or this is a playing time thing because he's not a good per minute guy at all. 0.67 over the past 30 days. I still want to get there just because of the playing time and the value. You're just going to see other guys pick up more stuff. And all it takes is like one or two steal run out layups for KCP. And he's, he's putting up a pretty sizable score already. And all it's taking, like you get, you get 25 fantasy points out of KCP today. You're happy. I like getting to Aaron Gordon at 5,900. I like getting to MPJ at 6,200. Neither one of those guys aggressive priorities. The guy that we need to talk about is Bruce Brown. He's point guard, small forward eligible. 4,800 projected for 41% ownership. I don't totally get this one. He played 30 minutes on Wednesday. They basically cut Christian Brown from the rotation. I think assuming that Bruce Brown plays like 28 minutes seems reasonable. 41% ownership just feels like too much. I get that he's a, a flexible option, but when you're playing these condensed minutes where you know that Murray, KCP, Jokic, Gordon, Port, like you're not getting a lot of Bruce Brown with, Thomas Bryant, Zeke Naji, you know, Reggie Jackson, Chan Char out there. This is Bruce Brown playing with everybody else. I have him at 0.8 fantasy points per minute for this game. Even if you want to say that's a little aggressive and make it 0.9, which is his standard rate, ignoring, you know, anybody else that's on the floor, that's fine. He's too owned right now. I, I think there are easier ways to get away from 40% owned Bruce Brown. He's a great point. He's a good point per dollar play. He offers you a lot of flexibility at a sub 5K price tag. And he's the type of guy that can be out there in any sort of lineup construction. I don't love the ownership, though. Also, Michael Porter Jr. was in foul trouble. Bruce Brown subbed in for him in the first quarter. Yeah. And then Aaron Gordon was in foul trouble. 
of course, you're getting uh, Jeff Green coming in there. But at the same time, who knows what that who knows what that rotation looks like? So I think he got a, a handful, like three or four extra minutes based on foul trouble alone last game. I'm not sure. Like, are you projecting him for 30 again today? I went 27. That's what decent, I would have. Decent chance I go to 28. Um, yeah, but I think 30 is the absolute ceiling on a spot like this. And that was the result of foul trouble. Michael Porter Jr. had four fouls in the first or two fouls in the first few minutes of that game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so Bruce Brown is uniquely set up to pick up minutes no matter who goes out. Like, if Murray gets in foul trouble, if KCP gets in foul exactly. trouble, if it's Porter, if it's Gordon, like, Br- Bruce Brown's next and it doesn't matter who it is. So, like, you kind of got to, you kind of have to account for that a little bit. But even at the same time, like, again, he's a good play. But when everybody else is just already out there, he's not a permanent monster. You need all of that playing time. I think that you can find other options around him. Doesn't mean that he's not the best option there, but if you just look at the guys that are near him, like we've got 40% ownership coming into Bruce Brown, 25 coming into Karis LeVert at $100 cheaper. I think that's a very easy pivot to want to go to Karis LeVert. We also see DeAndre Hunter, $200 cheaper than Bruce Brown. Less owned. I think that's a very reasonable pivot to get to. I don't think Emmanuel quickly is as different is all that different than Bruce Brown on a day like today. And he's 7% owned. Or if you want to pay up even a little bit further, Bogdan Bogdanovich at 5,100. These are all guys that are going to be projected for like 22 fantasy points or something, whether that's Hart, Brogdon, Bogdanovich, quickly, Brown, Levert, Hunter. We're talking about very, very comparable guys. I don't see anything that says that Bruce Brown should just be separating from the pack from an ownership perspective. Agreed. Uh, Jeff Green's 3,500. But again, in both of these games, he got additional minutes due to foul trouble. Aaron Gordon was in foul trouble in both of these games. Significant foul trouble in that first game where he had three fouls a minute and a half into the second quarter. So I'm not sure you can reasonably project Jeff Green for the minutes at all, actually, that he's been seeing through the first two games. No, I mean, I gave him 23, so I tried to be pretty aggressive about it. It didn't really change anything for me. He's a 0.7 fantasy point per minute guy. He's sort of just like, you know, if anything's happening to Jokic or to Gordon, he's going to have a better path of getting on the floor. I guess uh, MPJ to a lesser degree. He's an all right value option. You can get him into that power forward spot, but not any sort of priority because he's just not very good. Wrap it up with minutes. Oh, by the way, crushed 100 likes that quick. Appreciate you guys. Easy enough. People just forget, Josh, and I don't People blame do. them. You know, they just forget. Yeah. Yep. Y'all must have forgot. Subtle reminder. That's all. Close this one out with Minnesota before we do though. Today's show also presented by Manscaped, baby. I already, I already used my Manscaped grooming today. Matter of fact, I got the Manscaped. Uh, I got, I got the Manscaped under trousers on today. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, under I trousers. I don't think they call them that. No, I don't think anybody calls them that. I think they call them. <laughs> I think they call them briefs. They're nice, man. They hug the nuts strong. No wiggle room in there. No riding up. It's just down there hanging out. And I, I didn't even know they were in there until I was unpacking everything later because I had thrown everything under the the van. I thought you, made, you didn't even know your package was inside of your undertrousers. Depends how cold it is, dude. And I'm under the vanity. And I'm taking everything. I'm like, oh, there's a newspaper. Oh, I got some briefs. All right. So I've been rocking these as well. Hit the ball cream this morning. Spritzed it up out of the shower. Uh, shaved my face using, the, this was the other day, 
using the Manscaped trimmers with no replaceable guard. You just turn the dial, get it where yeah. you're going. Because I, I have a little bit of different stuff as far as that goes. I don't use shaving cream, Josh, on anything. No. I don't use it. No. I don't use shaving cream down here. When I, when it comes to cream, it's balls only. Yeah. Do you not use shaving cream? No. No, me neither. I, I take, haven't used a razor in I don't even know how long. I, I do. I do. I take a, a I get screaming hot water and I take down here because I'll use the Manscaped. I'll go down to the zero on this, right? I'll just take scream hot water and then just straight razor to, to my neck and, and up around here and everything. Yeah. I no, use no. the uh, the Norelco one blade in lieu of a razor. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, Manscaped's made my life easier. It's like, okay, put it this way. You get out of the shower, you know, you're in the bathroom. Now, essentially, everything I need is right there, and they send it all in one package. You guys, the link is in the description. And if you're listening in podcast form, use the promo code STOCASTIC, S-T-O-K-A-S-T-I-C. Uh, if, if you're on YouTube, I think the link is just easier because it, it directs you right there. You're getting 20% off everything, and you're getting free shipping. You're talking about... Uh, the the trimming up your balls nice and tight, not having to ever worry about nicking something and have, you know, just, uh, you know, a, a crime scene in there because that would be horrifying. That'll ruin your day. That might ruin your week, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, yeah. You got the nose trimmer, nose hair and ear hair trimmers, right? Yeah. As I get older, I see them popping up and it's it's not fun. You got to get rid of that, dude. I'm not yeah. I'm not I, I'm not ready yet. No, the, the ears are at a point in time where they're really easy to get individually. They will eventually become a, a very different scenario. Nose yep. is easy to get. All that good stuff, man. Top to bottom, they got it all. The face, the balls, the creams, the sprays. They got the beard grooming stuff. I don't use that because I don't have like a thick beard, but if you got a nice beard, they got a million different creams and like lotions and all that stuff. So 20% off everything. Use the link in the description. I stand by this. I say they wouldn't need to ask for a personal endorsement because I'll give it to you anyway. I use it every day. It's something we said yesterday. We never thought you needed it until you have it. And then you're not sure what you'd do without it. Manscaped, sponsor of the show, link in the description or use the promo code stochastic. Let's wrap it up with the Minnesota Timberwolves here. Let's do it. Edwards is fun, man. That was fun. I mean, listen, the volume, though, wasn't all that crazy. No. He shot remarkably well, 41 points. Only reason they were competitive. Rudy Gobert actually had a decent game as well. Rudy Gobert had a he pretty did. nice game. He did. I didn't think he had that in him in this series. He had a series. nice game, dude. And he, he was did. he was aggressive too. He was yeah. actually he'd have the ball sitting at like the the free throw line, and I'm thinking he's gonna just dump this off. He dribbles it. He dribbled down uh, and actually was dunking on guys. When when do you see that type of aggression out of Rudy Gobert? I didn't think he had 39 minutes in him either. He it's second in the, on the team behind Anthony Edwards in playing time. He's I questionable, but he's he's going to play. I mean, he's got to play. You would think. You would think. It would surprise me. I love Minnesota here today. I like them in the game. I like them in DFS bigly. Um, 48% ownership coming into the towns at 7,500. You get the power forward eligibility. I agree with it. I have 45% towns. 27% ownership coming into Anthony Edwards at 8,500. Don't totally like to me, that feels like it should be a much bigger number than it is. Um, like I like him more than I like Jalen Brown, and Jalen Brown's pulling a little bit more ownership. I have 48% of Edwards, 38% ownership coming into Conley. I got him in for 35 minutes. He's 5,500. He looks great. I got him in 40 something percent of my lineups. I'm over the field on Gobert. 
I'm at least neutral on Kyle Anderson, who's been coming off the bench. I'm slightly over on $3,700 Torian Prince, who we saw step into the starting lineup for Nikhil Alexander-Walker in that most recent game. Um, Prince had major, major foul trouble, so very difficult to look into his uh, his minutes. He did not commit a foul in the first quarter. He played almost nine minutes in that quarter. He then committed a foul in a two-minute stint at the beginning of the second, and then committed another in his final stint in the second quarter. So he had two fouls in the second quarter, but he ended up playing, let's see, two, three, we'll call it four, nine, like 17 minutes, 16 minutes in the first half. He then picks up two fouls in the first minute and 16 seconds of the third quarter, doesn't play again, picks up another foul, the first 13 seconds of the fourth quarter immediately has to leave again. So while you see that he played 18 minutes, he was live to play much more than that. I gave him 27 for today. I like still getting to Prince, assuming he's in the starting lineup. And I don't want to sleep on Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who did get increased minutes off the bench because of the way that the game was shaking out. But even in 22 minutes, 3,900 point guard, shooting guard, 3% ownership. We've seen some of the ownership numbers to some of these guys at the bottom, whether it's Hartenstein or even Torian Prince at 18%, Okongwu at 31, KCP at 27. I don't mind going to Nikhil Alexander-Walker and thinking maybe he just gets those minutes again. He's a value play in a large field GPP at like 3% ownership. The foul trouble was crazy. Edwards at one point had 4,000 in the first half. Yeah. And Minnesota challenged. And I had the over on Edwards points too. So it's like, you've got to be kidding me. I was watching it for that challenge too. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a beautiful, clean block. It was. Like, thank God they 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 reversed that because it was a perfect, it was a perfectly executed defensive play. And you would just absolutely hate to see that. Uh, you know, I thought they were gonna get him for a little bit of the body contact and not um and not overturn it, which would have been awful, but I'm glad they got it right. Me too. Our friend, news guy, El Negro Logo with a super chat, said boxers over briefs. No. Uh, Josh is a briefs guy. I'm both. I, I, I actually do like a good pair of boxers, but it has to be – it can't be like that flannel – like that. it has to be basically the same material as briefs, just, you know, maybe not as as tight. That I, I'm fine fun, with fun. That. We have too many good fabrics now. Briefs that are ultra soft and feel amazing are the no doubt about it answer at this point in time. There was a time in life where it was just like, you know, you had burlap as your yeah. underwear. And it was like, well, this shit sucks. The and most, now it's just like, this is a solid, it's like, might as well be silk. It feels incredible. The the most wrong answer, though, is the boxers that are like, you know, made out of what's the material? It's like you, you, the, the boxers that you would have had back in. Yeah, when I was probably 12? more like in in high school. What? Yeah, like when I was twelve. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah super yeah. baggy. They just it's they're horrible. Yeah, I would never wear that at this point. I don't know yeah. why they even exist. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, it's so comfortable. I'm. I think I'm rocking the Rick and Morty me undies right now. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's good yeah. shit. I mean, that's uh, that's it's a little it's a little weird to me. Not when you're married. If uh, some like if I'm if I'm out with some stranger and some makes drops, me drops the pants and I've I've got Rick and Morty underwear on like that that lands poorly. But now, like everything that I wear, uh, it's everything is about humor to me. 
I hope they never sponsor this show because there's no way I could do straight face serious reads at a company called Me Undies. They're so comfortable. I believe it, but it is such an outrageous like Me Undies. Again, it doesn't surprise me that you're wearing ten year old briefs right now with a name like Me Undies. I know they could have been stochastic. <laughs> Stochastic's a nice name. Now, if you were to say awesome, oh, then yeah, that's a little bit different because people are like, what is that? Very but, true. Yeah, Me Undies. They're, it, they're uh, so comfortable, man. They're so comfortable. I, look, we've is? talked about it. I was subscribed to them getting a pair of underwear a month for like two and a half years. It it may it just makes me uncomfortable because it sounds like the name of it, like a child's brand. Why it do you really think I does. like it? There's no, there's no. I'm not wrong on this. There's not even an argument. It, if the if the product is great, awesome. But like the name Me Undies is just uncomfortable. It's odd. It's childlike. That's not why I buy my clothing based on the name of the company. If someone asked me what they were, I just, I wouldn't tell them where they were from. How many people are asking you where you get your underwear? I don't know. You just told 400 people. Yeah, because I want them to go get it. it they're incredibly <laughs> comfortable. Micro modal. It's so soft and they hold up really well. I haven't like blown any pairs out or anything yet. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's good. Yeah, they're great. Great. They've been lasting years and years and years. Good. They should. They should. Yeah. Your undies. They are my undies. Uh, and hey, they, they make they make they make exceptional onesies as well. I've got uh, two of those. The undies. It just makes me sick. Well, you the, should try living in comfort. I wouldn't be comfortable knowing I was ragging me undies. That's just that's that's you, man. You need to be more in line with yourself. This is this sounds like an internal problem. It is. And you know what? I'm proud of that internal problem. Yeah. Anybody else from Minnesota that you want to get to? We broke down the foul trouble here. I mean, it was mostly like you said, Tory and Prince uh in significant foul trouble. Uh Kat got into some issues too, though. So Kat got into foul trouble, ended up still playing what? Uh 34 minutes. He would have played a whole lot more than that. He played almost the entire second half. Last He's going to get into foul trouble no matter what. Yeah, probably. I, I'm pretty sure we have him with the highest optimal score in the boom-bust tool today. Cat? I thought so, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Let me see. But 50% uh, off all of our tools, by the way, guys. Uh, as you saw from the top of the show, just stochastic avatars at the top of every contest over the past couple of weeks. It's getting almost comical at this point. Basketball and baseball. Josh just hit UFC not long ago. 50% off if you want to do one sport, every sport, however you want to play it. Baseball, top stack, top hitters, top pitchers tool has been absolutely dominant to start the season. We still got all the best NBA stuff you're going to find, boom, bust, ownership, uh, UFC, NASCAR, hockey, baseball, basketball, all of it. Links in the description, 50% off a week, a month, however you want to play it. And if you want to get the Fantasy Cruncher add-on, you can do that. You want to get lineup uh, generator, that's included in all these but if you wanted to go a la carte it's less than four dollars and fifty cents a week especially for you guys playing only a few bucks a day maybe you have a busy life at work a busy family life that's going to make your life way easier and still be able to enjoy dfs with good lineups being generated for you everything's down there in the description and in chat 50 percent off everything no matter what you want but yeah towns 47 percent ownership 44 percent optimal you have to assume he's going to play absolutely monstrous minutes, assuming he's out of foul trouble, 7,500. Who are your favorite plays from Minnesota today to close this out? Uh, 
Conley, Edwards, and Towns are all in like 45 to 50% of my lineups. So those would be the three guys. Gobert would be a uh, close fourth. Okay. I'll ask you the same question I asked you yesterday. Favorite pay-up option, uh, favorite pay-down option, and favorite uh, contrarian tournament play? Set my range for pay-up. Because it's, you know, like where, where, how, how high? Sure, 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 sure. Okay, let me see. Because there's there's three guys there's only three guys above nine k. Let's go, let's go of the the Jokic Tatum Mitchell guys. Okay, Tatum. Okay, because yeah, if we go down to the eight k range, then it's like ten players, and it doesn't make sense. It's Are Tatum them- for it, it's Tatum for me. It's Edwards and Trey Young overwhelmingly. If we include the eights, is it overwhelming though that you would rather just get to that range heavier than that entire nine k and up range? I basically don't have the 9K and up range. That, okay, but that's, that's been my that's that's been where I've been for the for most of the playoffs. I kind of yeah. just try to avoid the outlier performance from the And the it big makes dudes. it makes it particularly easy when some of these guys are playing 45 minutes a night. You know what I yeah. mean? It's a whole lot different there. So uh, that's okay. favorite favorite overall pay up is Tatum. If you want to include 8K guys, we should. Edwards and Trey Young are very okay. much next. Uh, and you have said fav- you like Randall too. Like, there's a lot in yeah. that range that stands out. Murray's 8K too against Minnesota. Like, there's just yeah. loaded in that range. Favorite pay down is Torian Prince, 3,700. Assuming he's still in the starting lineup, I think it just sort of has to be him. And then you wanted like my favorite GPP play. Yeah. Like lower owned tournament play, leverage spot. It- if you're spending money, it's Julius Randle at 12% owned. If you're trying to save money, it's 4% owned Sadiq Bay at 4K. We also had a good question from Ryan Stubbs. I'll start including that, Ryan. Favorite fade. And by fade doesn't mean 0%, but usually on all these slates, there's a guy that just has a crazy amount of ownership that might not be justified. Is it going to be Bruce Brown for you, or is it someone else? It's... <sighs> I don't think Bruce Brown's going to be 41% owned. I don't think that that's totally reasonable. But the answer for me is either Bruce Brown or Onyeko Okongwu. Okay. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Follow Josh at Josh Ingeman, Mia Lafayette underscore D on the Twitters. Shout out to Jacob for producing this one. We'll see you guys back here. We're on Sunday morning, I assume. Maybe we, it's I live. Think, I think it's live. noon. I think it's me and you at noon. Okay. Right. Better than it was last Sunday. Yeah, that was what, three or something? Or two? That was a horrible yeah. time. At least noon, then I can go about and do some stuff. But uh, all right, noon, a lie before a lock. That should be fun. Appreciate you guys as always. We'll see you back here soon on Sunday. They'll have it going tomorrow, but uh, Josh and I will be back with you on Sunday. Peace.